بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيد الأولين والآخرين وعلى جميع إخوانه من النبيين والمرسلين وآل كل وصحب كل ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما يا رب العالمين All praise is due to Allah and may Allah raise the rank of Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him and protect his nation from that which he fears for them We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase our knowledge and benefit us with the knowledge we have acquired Ameen We are up to the sins of the body. The Shaykh Rahimahullah made a chapter specific about the sins of the body because such sins are not restricted to one organ of the body. It can be achieved in different organs, more than one organ. That's why they put him under this chapter, the sins of the body. Among the sins of the body is to harm one's parents severely or immensely. This is known as al-uquq, al-walidain, to immensely harm your parents. That's a major sin. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned in the hadith that the one who harms his parents severely will not be amongst the first batch to be admitted into paradise. Rather, he will be delayed to be tortured in hellfire first before being admitted into paradise if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive him. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is telling us that such a person will not be with the first batch to be admitted into paradise, he means he is under a great danger to be tortured in hellfire before being admitted into paradise. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from hellfire. The scholars of Islam gave different definitions about al-uquq. And one of these definitions is as follows. To do something that would harm one's parents, or either one of them and it is a severe harm immense harm according to the convention of people so according to the convention of people if one were to hit his parents or one of them that is classified as harming them immensely that's a major sin this is uquq if one were to put his father in jail that is classified as uquq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran warned us, and that is haram, 
from even saying to them, Uf. That word in Arabic, Uf, is a word that is said to show that one is bothered with something. So if they ask you to do something and you say, Uf, meaning you are asking a lot and you show that you are bothered with the request, and that harms them severely, meaning they feel with a great impact with such a word on their hearts, that is haram. That is haram. So if Allah Azza wa Jal forbade us from using that term, uff, to them, which shows that you are bothered with the request and the like, we know that what is more than this is more severe and more sinful. More than saying that word. The scholars even said, if a mother or a father were to request of their children, the pubescent ones, to clean the dishes, to clean the house, to do some of the house chores, for instance, and they refuse, and the parents would feel depressed with such a thing, they get harmed by the refusal severely, then it's a major sin upon them not to obey their parents in such a matter. They even mentioned that if you were to travel, maybe to another state or to a place, and your parents are worried about you. They don't want you to go to that place. And they feel with a feeling in their hearts extremely uncomfortable about it. So if you go, you will cause a big impact on their hearts. Then it's haram to travel to that place. Although it could be permissible travel in the first place, but refusing and causing this damage and harm to their hearts is haram. On the other hand, there is something called birrul walidain. Birrul walidain, to be kind to your parents. To be kind to your parents, the scholar said, to obey them in all what is permissible, in all what is permissible, or most of it, to be classified as bar bi ummika. Bar bi ummika. This is called birrul walidain. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa also mentioned that the acceptance of Allah azza wa jal is given to the one who pleases his parents. And the threat of torture is given to the one who harms his parents. This is to show that they have this status in our religion. If they ask you to do something, as long as it's not haram, do it. Do not like reject and you express your rejection by saying words that would bother them, such as some people may say, uff, that's in Arabic, 
In English, you may say far out, for instance, if they request of you to do something, or other similar words. If these words harm them, that is haram. That is haram. So do not get used to say whatever you want to say. Weigh it before it comes out of your mouth. If it is good, say it. Otherwise, remain silent. Also amongst the sins of the body is to sever the obligatory ties with kinship. Islamically, when you say this is a kin, a relative to you that you have to maintain ties with him or her, is any paternal or maternal relative, meaning anyone related to you from your father's side or your mother's side, you need to keep ties. Even if they are far cousins, Islamically, you need to keep ties with them. How do you keep ties with them? You keep ties with them by visiting them. Or if unable to visit them like they are in different country, calling them every now and then. Especially at the occasions where if you don't show connection with them during these occasions, they feel they are abandoned and neglected. Let us say you have a cousin and his father passed away. He expects you to call him and offer the condolences to that person. That's expected. Let us say he got married. So at least you say Mubarak. Or you send him a message. Show him that you are connected. He's not abandoned and neglected. Sometimes this kin might be in need of money. And you have money what would cover your basic needs. And in addition to that, you have something extra. It becomes an obligation upon you in that case to help him financially as well. Look to, to what extent the Prophet warned us in the hadith against severing ties with kin. And he told us about the severity of such a sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cursed them in the Quran. Those who sever ties with their kin. That means it's a major sin. Some people say, I visit whoever visits me. But the one who doesn't visit me, I don't visit him. So you're doing the same to those ones. That is not the way of safety. Rather, the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in the hadith that the one that is truly maintaining ties with his kin is the one that visits those who visit him and those who do not. So those who maintain ties with them and those who sever ties with them. So if you want to be classified as fulfilling this task, this obligation of maintaining ties with your kin, you visit both of them. You visit both of them.
So the one who visits you and the one who does not. Also amongst the sins of the body is to inflict an apparent harm upon your neighbor. Your neighbor has rights. The Prophet said in the hadith that Jibreel kept on urging me to look after my neighbor to the extent that I thought he's going to tell me that he inherits me. That means it's highly urged to observe the rights of your neighbors. If people learn about these rules, in many cases they would avoid problems, especially with their neighbors as well. Subhanallah, before you know about the man-made laws, now they have. In Islam there are rules about that. What can you do, what you cannot do, if that will affect your neighbor, if you want to obstruct the way. All these things are explained in detail in our religion, alhamdulillah. Also amongst the sins of the body is to dye the hair black. And that is for males and females. In the past, when they have gray hair, the men, they used to dye it, but with other than black. So they look younger. And uh, for the purpose of looking younger, in battlefield, they were allowed to dye it even with black. So the enemies would fear them. But in other than battlefield, they can dye the hair with the gray hair with other than black. So in normal situations, the gray hair might be dyed with what? With brown and the like. That's fine. With black, no, it's haram to dye it with black for men and for women. Like a lady might have a gray hair, she's in her 50s or 60s maybe, she would dye it with black to look younger. So someone can propose to her while hiding her age. She might look younger with the black. That's why it causes that kind of deceit. So the scholar said, if it leads to deceit, then it is forbidden. Other than that, according to the school of Imam Shafi'i, they don't die with black. Some scholars allowed it with the condition that it won't lead to deceit. Deceit as the example that I mentioned. A lady that is old, she has gray hair, she would dye it with black so she can deceive someone who is proposing to her so she can look younger. That's called deceit, that's haram. So Shafi'i and others said that. But if it doesn't lead to deceit, they allowed it. Some people now, even the single girls might dye the hair with different colors 
and in a way it could be deceitful as well. If it leads to deceit, she can't do that. Like she's, uh, she might dye the hair blonde. So she might look blonde, but she's not in fact. So she's doing this so she can attract someone to propose to her and marry her. Someone is looking for a girl with blonde hair. She would dye it blonde. So what you cannot do in decorating your body, you cannot do something that would lead to deceit, and you cannot do something that is classified as imitating the non-believers. These two things. Also amongst the sins of the body is for men to imitate women and for women to imitate men in the clothing and the like that is specific to the opposite gender. If it is unisex common between them, then both of them can wear them. Many of the tracksuits can be worn by both of them. So that's fine. But whatever is specific, uh, they can't do that. The Prophet ﷺ cursed the man wearing what is specific for women and cursed women wearing what is specific for men. That's in the hadith. Also amongst the sins of the body is to wear the dress lower than the ankle bones out of vanity, out of conceit, to show off. When you wear a dress and it's extended below your ankles, below your ankles, that is not supposed to be the case. If it's not out of vanity, then not to show off, then it is disliked. But it is with the intention of showing off out of conceit, then that is forbidden. The Prophet ﷺ mentioned in the hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make one in disgrace on the day of judgment if he in this world wears the clothes under the ankles and he's pulling his uh, garment that is dragged on the floor out of conceit. So the Prophet ﷺ mentioned that such a person deserves to be tortured on the day for judgment for showing that kind of conceit toward the piece of garment to the floor and he is dragging it. So that's uh, not supposed to be the case. Also amongst the sins of the body is for a man to needlessly dye his hands and feet with henna, known in Arabic as hinna, they call it, in the hands and feet. Why we mention in the hands and feet, this kind of henna is used to dye the hair. They might use it to dye the hair that is gray and the like. 
and they use it on the skin. It could benefit uh, for uh, medical treatment. Some who might have a kind of uh, disease, skin disease, skin disease, they have sweat, sweat on the skin, and uh, some people are like this. So if they put henna on it, that will be a cure for it. So it could be used for that purpose. Men do not dye the hands and feet with henna because that is imitating the woman, unless he has a reason. That reason is to cure the sickness he has in his skin. Also amongst the sins of the body is to interrupt the obligatory worship without an excuse. Some people, out of ignorance, as they are praying, if someone knocks on the door, what do they do? They say, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, while standing. Then they go open the door, then they restart all over again. That is haram. There is no such a thing what they do while standing and they make Assalamu and they finish the prayer. So to interrupt the obligatory a prayer, obligatory fasting, obligatory uh, fasting without an excuse that is haram, that is uh, forbidden. Also to interrupt the optional hajj and umrah is also forbidden after one gets engaged in them. Because once a person gets engaged in an optional hajj, you know, Hajj is, an ob is obligatory once in a lifetime. So let us say you performed Hajj once. The second time is classified as recommended Hajj, Sunnah, not obligatory. Third Hajj, Sunnah, and so on. First one is obligatory. Same with Umrah. The first one is obligatory. The rest are recommended Sunnah. But the difference is once a person gets engaged in Hajj and Umrah, so he becomes in the state of Ihram for Hajj or Umrah, he has to complete it. That's uh, different from optional prayers and optional fasting. So we talked about the obligatory fasting and obligatory prayers. If you are praying the obligatory prayer, you are not allowed to interrupt it without an excuse. If you are fasting and obligatory fasting, you are not allowed to interrupt it without an excuse. What about optional prayer? Yeah, it's disliked, but it is permissible. Optional fasting, it's uh, permissible to interrupt it. It is permissible to interrupt it. So it's different from the obligatory. And also, what falls under the obligatory fasting is the makeup fasting. So when you put the intention at night to fast the following day as a makeup of what you have missed of the days in Ramadan, when you wake up in the morning, you cannot break a fast without an excuse. So you have to continue unless you have an excuse where you find yourself unable to continue. That's a different story. Also amongst the sins of the body is to imitate the believer mockingly whether in his sayings, in his doings, and the like. 
or even sometimes by making a gesture out of mockery to imitate that person. The way he walks, the way he talks, you imitate him uh, out of mockery, that is haram. Also to spy on people pursuing their defects. Some people might put effort just to spy on people. Allah Ta'ala said, وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا Do not spy on one another. So one would be chasing the faults of others so he can expose them. And some people will find them either asking people about the faults of others or chasing their faults themselves without asking others. That is haram. Also amongst the sins of the body is to tattoo and uh, that tattooing that is haram as mentioned in the hadith and it's a major sin because any hadith the scholars said where the prophet says cursed by Allah is the one who does such and such because he is cursed by Allah that means it's what it's a major sin the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam cursed in the hadith and he said Allah curses the one that does tattooing for others or the one who asks someone to do tattooing for him or her that's a major sin. What they do, they bring like a needle and uh, with that needle they keep pricking the skin until blood comes out. Then they bring a kind of color, ink could be ink, and they put it on it. Then that skin will grow. Then you see this like permanent tattooing. That is a major sin. Also to shun a Muslim, meaning not to talk to him, even with the mere salam, like saying assalamu alaikum, for more than three days or three nights, unless one has an Islamically valid reason. So that's also a forbidden uh, matter. The Prophet wasallam said in the hadith that a Muslim is not allowed to shun his Muslim brother, meaning to stop talking to him, not even with as-salam, greeting him with as-salam for more than three days, and then when they meet, they turn away from each other. Then the Prophet said the best amongst them is the one who starts greeting his brother. So that's why everything you want to do, you need to weigh it in the scale of religion. If you do so, trust me, you become a better person in your life. People will look higher at you. 
because you are practicing your religion properly. See everything Islam urges one to do. Try to apply it. Do not get angry. Yeah, even if you usually get angry easily, try to change this habit. Because in Islam, that's not recommended. You are urged to control your temper, not to get angry. Everything you learn that in Islam this is praised, recommended and the like, practice it. You learn about something that is forbidden, hate it. Stay away from it. And do not be tempted by what you see on social media or TV and the like. They come up with strange things these days, unfortunately. And because it's like a fashion, you find people imitating one another. Don't be like a person with no personality. Have your firm personality. And that personality should be based on religion. So it's not the case that you look at your friends, what are they doing, and you imitate them. You see your friend, let us say, having piercing, you want to do piercing like him. You see your friend doing something, then you want to copy him. If you copy others, what is your personality? Became like a tail. Tail for a body. And the tail follows the body. Don't be like this. And the Prophet ﷺ warned us in the hadith from being in such a case. You do what people do. Rather, the Prophet ﷺ urged us that we do what is acceptable and we stay away from what is wrong. So even if you see others are doing such a thing, think about the religious judgment. That's the way of safety. You want to be safe? Do that. And you are not going to stay here on earth forever. It's only a few days. few days in this life. few days. And you depart. It's not a long life. So even if you were to live to the average lifespan, between 60 and 70, that's nothing. In the past, they used to live hundreds of years and thousands of years. So 60, 70 years, that's nothing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَإِنَّ يَوْمًا عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ كَأَلْفِ سَنَةٍ مِمَّا تَعُدُّونَ A day, on the day for judgment is equal to 1,000 years of what we count. That's one day. So imagine if you talk about 60, 70. So it's like one hour. It's like one hour. Your whole life is like one hour. So be on the side of safety. You find yourself, if you were to hang around with those guys, they will drag you to do something wrong. Stay away from them. Even if they are your cousins, 
even if they are neighbors, even if they are related in any way, stay away from them, because those will not help you. They will drag you to the wrong path, and you don't want this to happen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from sinning, keep us away from the haram, and we ask Allah to make our end as righteous Muslims. Ameen. And Allah knows best. We say, La ilaha illallah and make salah on the Prophet. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.